0: The Senate might be the most tradition-soaked institution in America, but it's had relatively few impeachment trials since the founding. Now it's getting a big one on its hands underway in full swing today. Joining me in studio with how this will all affect the institution itself, Senate expert, former staff member and author of two books on the Senate, Ira Shapiro. Ira, good to have you back.
1: Tom, it's great to be here.
0: This is the third time, I guess, correct, that there has been an actual trial in the Senate because the Nixon impeachment didn't get that far.
1: We had Andrew Johnson's impeachment uh, in the 1860s and then, of course, the more recent impeachment trial of Bill Clinton in 1999.
0: And there's not that much history then of how this should proceed. And now the Senate rarely changes its rules the way the House does. Are there actual rules in place for how this should be conducted? Because judging from the back and forth we've heard between Republicans and Democrats until now, it seems like they're trying to create it out of whole cloth.
1: There are some rules in place. There's a basic set of rules. But mostly the trial will be governed by the procedures and resolution that the senators agree to for this trial. The basic rules are there, but as we see in the discussions about are we going to have witnesses, but also how long each side will have to present its arguments, they're negotiating those now.
0: Because as I understand it, the Constitution only says the Senate shall try the cases but it doesn't really give a lot of details. No, that's right. As to procedures.
1: The house has the sole power to impeach and the senate has the sole power to try it and nothing else is specified right. with the exception of the fact that there's actually a special oath that the senators take and as you know they they signed they took the oath collectively and then they signed individually.
0: And I guess the other big twist is that the chief justice of the supreme court comes down from almost Descends from heaven and (laughs) takes over in the Senate chamber.
1: Well, the the Chief Justice does preside, and that is specified. Um, And there's been a debate you may have seen in the papers about how active the Chief Justice should be. And while one of the lawyers is somebody I, I think highly of who is arguing for an aggressive role of the Chief Justice, I think she's basically wrong. I think the Chief Justice will play a very limited role. Uh, Justice Roberts clerked for justice, former Chief Justice Rehnquist. And Rehnquist said after the Clinton trial, I had almost
0: nothing to do and I did it well. It's almost moderating the thing than it is presiding and actively participating. And I guess the senators, though, probably aren't used to having someone preside other than the vice president. But that's pretty rare, too.
1: No, that's true. But what the senators are really not used to is sitting quietly at their desks for a long period of time. They're going to be there. They're going to be listening. But for a long period of time in the presentations, they won't be do- saying anything. Now pre- Nor will they be allowed to look at their iPhones or their iPads.
0: Right. No tweeting from right. there. And No, all it's going to be a,
1: it's a difficult experience for senators.
0: Now, as the trial opens, they will hear from the managers from the House presenting the i guess the prosecution if you will.
1: Yes, I mean they're they've been talking about the the way it will the time will be divided and I gather that the papers keep saying that the house managers will have two 12-hour periods to present their case and then uh, the the president's legal team will have a similar amount of time to present his. Uh, frankly, it sounds like a fairly grueling thing to me. I mean, to start, uh, they come in and they start at noon and they're going to go for 12 hours. I mean, that's sort of like trial by ordeal. Part of this is, of course, that the two sides are quite far apart on a lot of things that I think if there was better, you know, somewhat more congeniality between them, you could make certain agreements that would make it easier. For instance, I don't believe that the date of the State of the Union should hang over this particular trial, and there shouldn't be gamesmanship about it. I would, sort of, I would suggest that they agree that the State of the Union will be scheduled a week after the trial ends or something like that, but there's not enough goodwill at the moment to work things out.
0: And remind us if Mitch McConnell was around for the time of the Clinton trial.
1: The majority was still Republican uh, under Trent Lott. McConnell was certainly in the Senate, but he was not in the leadership of the Senate in 1999.
0: We're speaking with Ira Shapiro. He is a Senate expert, former staff member, and author of two books on the Senate, And I guess we haven't really commented on the essentially political nature of these kinds of things. My question is, what will this do to whatever comity or congeniality might be left at all in the Senate after something this unusual and this out of ordinary for them?
1: Well, one could argue about whether there's much congeniality in the Senate before this. As a Senate person, I see this as kind of an enormous moment of challenge. The Senate, in my view, has been and the view of many people, has been in decline for a long time. I would say three decades. And I would say the last 10 years, the decline has turned into an accelerating downward spiral. So it's a much more hyper-partisan atmosphere, even before the election of President Trump, and even before this impeachment starts. And the real question, I think, Tom, is... Can the enormity of the moment somehow allow the senators to basically raise their level of performance? Can they rise to the occasion uh, in a way that, you know, most people doubt at this moment? I am I'm the resident optimist and I start every day spinning out an optimistic scenario that my wife and then other friends say, we don't know what you're talking about.
0: Well, a couple of questions. First of all, before we get to the question of what happens in the trial, when you say the Senate is on a 30-year decline, accelerated, what are the manifestations of that?
1: The manifestations, and and look, I, I always start by saying there are genuine and strong differences between the parties that have gotten greater over time. No question. But beyond that, the Senate has been the victim uh, of what I would call what we would know as the permanent campaign where every every year is just setting up for the next election, and so it's become harder to legislate, and what we call the politics of personal destruction, which is often. Equated with the rise of Newt Gingrich, I think fairly equated with the rise of Newt Gingrich, but, but beyond not the
0: statement of Senator Kennedy in the Bork situation,
1: well, that's right. But beyond that, you have you have those things, those forces, and then there was a time, and the last impeachment is a good example, the last impeachment trial, when the leaders still worked together to try to moderate things, and. Tom Daschle and Trent Lott, who was the majority leader, and Tom Daschle, the minority leader, did a great deal to help steer the Senate through the Clinton trial in a reasonable way. Um, That kind of relationship doesn't really exist between Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer. So there's a long, long period of decline, and then that accelerating period when the leaders become— faction leaders, basically, and so don't work together very well.
0: I'd have to say neither Schumer nor McConnell seem like the kinds of guys I'd want to sit down with a bottle of scotch with and just shoot the breeze, to be honest with you. No, but- no,
1: but I think, I, I think that's true. But the other thing I would say about it is I get a letter in the mail from Chuck Schumer about the importance of taking over the Senate and how the number one priority is to defeat Mitch McConnell. And, you know, that didn't used to happen. And it's sort of hard to work closely with people who are trying to end your career.
0: So getting to the moment at hand when they are going to have to decide on yes or no of the impeachment articles, it sounds like no matter what they do, there's going to be the same division. Both sides, almost like the Civil War, totally convinced of the rightness of their side. So what's your take on whether any improvement in relations internal to the Senate can come of this?
1: The real question is whether there are a group of Senate Republicans who will judge this in a way that is sort of more independent of Senator McConnell and the president. A limited group. I think you're absolutely right that although they all say they are impartial jurors, a vast number of them have a strong disposition on one side or the other. The question is whether the trial unfolds in a way it leads some number of people to take a position contrary to their party.
0: That well, works both sides.
1: Yes. But I think it is more likely to work with a handful of Senate Republicans.
0: Ira Shapiro is the author of The Last Great Senate and Broken, Can the Senate Save Itself in the Country, an apt title for this week, I guess, too. Thanks for joining me.
1: As we save to that subtitle, we'll know soon enough.
0: All right. And we'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.
1: This episode is brought to you by Zell.